Take 10. For Boston's 10, take Phil and Shannon to go. Take live streaming breaking news. Take 10 and get your news local and live. Download the NBC10 Boston app today. Boston's 10. News to go. Hey guys, quick reminder, don't miss America's number one singing competition, The Voice. Or TV's number one drama, This Is Us. Or the one new show everyone is buzzing about. New Amsterdam. You can find them all tonight on NBC. How convenient is that? Blog Talk Radio. This is Susan Swanbeck, CEO of the ATU Network. This work is protected by Creative Commons licensing. For the next two fun-filled hours, get ready to learn something new, be inspired, enlightened, spooked, helped, laugh, cry, and be awakened. And now, your host of Awakening the Unknown. You never know what these two will be up to next. So please welcome Susan Swanbeck. And Michelle Sullivan. Hey, 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 everybody. How you doing? It's Thursday night. Welcome. We have one heck of a fantastic show for you today. I don't think I have ever met a more well-rounded individual than the one we'll be talking to tonight. Honestly, I mean, literally, we're gonna we're gonna tease them a bit, and then Deb will pull them <laughs> on because he's he's already on hold right now. So uh, we're gonna chat with him a bit, and then we'll open up the phone lines for you. But he is just extremely well rounded in everything that he does. I mean, we'll give you hints, and then we'll name him. Yeah. So let's see. We're talking paranormal investigator. Yes. Film actor. Yes. Healer. Check. Check. Okay. Then. Well, I thought you were stopping there. No, 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 there's more. There's more. Okay, so let's see. We have, um, he does a lot of divination. Check. Pet therapy. Check. Check, 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 check. He check, also check. does volunteer work. What does he do? Triple check. <laughs> and he's a violinist. Yes, check, check. Yes, a violinist. My parents tried to teach me how to play the violin when I was younger. I, I was so that. much better at the drums. They literally, I was literally, <laughs> I swear they gave me the clarinet just to have something to put my mouth, for me to keep my mouth shut, is why they got me so the clarinet. So, we have the amazing, the one, the only, Jay Adam Smith, everybody. Yeah, welcome. Right now. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the show. What an introduction. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Well, oh, thank you. I don't think we've ever met a more well-rounded individual. I mean, truly. not only are you a paranormal historian, you do run tours, you do volunteer work. We volunteer with animals, by yeah. the way. Yes. So that's that's our charity is animals. Check check. Yeah. And and you you play the violin. Check I, check. I don't play the violin. I I do play <laughs> the Native American flute. So and we're both healers. So author, so, story, yeah, actor, you know, musician. Do you sing? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you sing? You know, I don't sing professionally, but I definitely diva it up in the car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that, we'll count that. We'll count that one, too. Right. We're going to count that one, too. Uh, you know, car karaoke person. Now, out of all of these things that you've done, which one did you start first? 
How oh wow, that, that's that's a that's yeah. a twisted question right there, really, because um, we're twisted. Whether I was aware of it or not, I would say probably internally, probably the strongest thing is that I was uh, born, I guess, with a lot of special abilities. Um, you know, many people, not just myself, many people have the same issues as, you know, through your life, you kind of uh, doubt yourself and you believe all the negative things about yourself and you kind of fall, fall from grace. So, you know, ultimately, um, I remember my mom bringing up when I was a child saying that uh, uh, I would light up the room whenever um, I, she brought me to parties and things like that. And it's fascinating because all the different things that she says, one thing that's really, really crazy is the idea that I was a miracle baby. Uh, my mom was nearing menopause and had her tubes tied, and I was uh, that one in 100 chance um, to be born. Wow. Wow. And, uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That's and amazing. then, uh, of course, I do angel divination. I work with the angels and all this. And what I found through my quest and with interacting with them is that um, literally I, I was a miracle because I wanted to come down here into this plane of existence to help mankind. And basically there was a window, and that window um, was made. <laughs> I made the window. It was a tough window. It was a surprise window. Yes, it was a miracle okay. window. It's like, listen, uh, guys, when I got out of the vagina, it's happening. Hey, 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 hey. It's a PG afraid of show. It's true. Having the baby. Okay, well, you could have said that instead of the other. You know, having the baby, you know, it's, it's like, get ready to go. Sometimes I got to put my hand over her mouth to mute her. Maybe come out of vagina. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> my mic. <laughs> I get it. Oh, oh, wow. Sorry about that. My coffee went down the wrong tube there, but it's like get on the yeah, <laughs> literally. I mean, no, I mean, I totally understand where it is that you're coming from because when I was born, I my best friend was a ghost, and this was before school. So, um, and then when I was five and in kindergarten. She scared my mother, and I scared my mother by telling her who was playing with the car where there was an old batteries in the Bobby doll car. So I had kind of the other aspect of it. Then <laughs> my mother got used to the fact that I was strange. Only now can I actually look back, though, and actually appreciate all those little, yeah. you know, moments of terror my mom had on the look on her face sometimes. Yeah, so <laughs> because like, it's true, it's like bewilderment when things It happen. really is, but you went through what everybody normally went through as a teenager, right? You had your, your particular issues where you wanted to be proud of the crowd. Did you shut it off, or did you always embrace it? Uh, actually, I was broken. I was broken as a child. Um, I was in a very, very tough. Now, of course, as I was educating, there was a window for me to come down to get onto this planet Earth. I'm a starseed. Some people are walking. Okay. Some people are starseed. Some people are just um, – uh, reincarnations and different things like that. Um, many different options and stuff. I was more of a star seed um, to come in and um, basically just a really, really tough circumstance to um, to live in. You know, it's a very hard world for people. And uh, for me, particularly, um, you know, I was badly bull- bullied when I was a kid. Um, I didn't have a very supportive family in relations to myself and and um, just, a, just a really tough time, and I found myself get lost, um, you know, and basically, and that's where, you know, basically through my trials is the reason why I can help people and teach people and all this. It's like, look, if I can make it, you can make it as well. But basically, um, I got lost right around probably 
12 area, um, went really, really dark. Um, everything got to me. Um, just felt like the world was over and literally went numb. So there's a few years of my, my childhood that I don't really remember. I see pictures. And I can re- remember things. But what's really fascinating is that I wasn't myself, all right? I know I wasn't myself um, because of things that my behaviorism, it's almost like looking at a person who's um, multi-personality disorder, and you can see them literally change, uh, like different things, act completely different, and things like that. And I found myself being completely different. Why? Because um, I remember the moment that I went dark, and basically I felt like no one cared about me. Um, I felt, you know, all these different things. And, and uh, I remember going to my grandparents' house and feeling just completely unwanted, unloved, and all this. And I went to the basement, the darkest port, uh, part of my grandparents' house, and balled up in the corner. Very, very sad. And oh. what was interesting is I connected to a spirit, a child that was also sad. And this is the part that many people need to understand in relations to the world that we're living in is that, you know, a lot of these entities, a lot of these spirits and stuff, they connect to you via your unfinished business or your anger, your sadness, and all this is what they get. It's almost like you you have a radio signal coming off of you that they accept, yeah. that connects to them. And basically, this child spirit became my inner voice. It became me. It became who, you know, I, I wasn't alone. I was sad, but I wasn't alone anymore. Um, and I found, you know, that I would kind of curl up inside of me with this inner voice that wasn't mine. So basically, long story short, is um, about four or five years later, um, I was lost, and the angels felt I was lost. And um, ultimately, on my own fruition, I decided to go back to the church. And that was literally a miracle because it was that's one of the gifts that we have in this world is our choice. It's, it's, it's our right. choice. That many, many people feel like they're walking through this life, and it's like, you know, we're based on our things that happen to us and all this. And the answer, the thing is, is that we don't know what the truth is. The truth is, is that we have a lot. We have choice. We get to choose which direction we go. We can choose whether we're sad or we're happy, and some people might like me with that, um, but ultimately it comes down to it. Okay, I'm feeling sad. You can stop right there and say, wait a second. I don't know. No, thank you. You know, instead of going with it, which most people go to, you can you can literally make that decision. So long story mm-hmm. short, uh, it became another miracle. Not only was it a miracle, uh, me <laughs> making it onto this plane of existence, um, but it was also a miracle that I chose to come back from the darkness um, and come back to the light. And um, right. what's interesting is is that the angels, when they communicate with me, they, they let me know that I am a, a bit of a high-ranking officer in relations to them. I have a lot of knowledge. I'm a very old soul and all this. And I, right. you know, they've all they've said since I was uh, in my mid twenties and seeing psychics and stuff to recognize that I have a m- really important task this lifetime to complete. And um, <laughs> what I was told is that I completely game changed it. And they says it doesn't matter whether I complete my original task, I've just completed a major task. And the major task right. was is when I went dark, I actually did reconnaissance while I was there. And basically, I'm giving the light. I'm giving the angels. I have. They have a whole new view of the of the of basically the strategy and the game plan of how darkness is playing with this world. So it's kind of like um, 
It's like, okay, I can I can get out early if I want to. You know, it's only like, join the military. I just did a major call of action duty. I just did something don't major. Do it. Support. It's like, you don't have to stay in for 20 years if you don't want to. You're all good to go. You just did something major. And it's almost like for me being able to break away from that darkness, being full-fledged on the dark side, giving up on life, giving up on everything, and coming back. It's amazing how I can educate people on how to actually compete and combat and be able to actually say, oh, that's the game that darkness plays, and be able to teach right. people that way. And I'll tell you what, darkness does not like that I'm giving away their strategies. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> no, they never do. But education is extremely important. It really is. I mean, that's why that's why we do what we do because we we just we love to educate people and literally find the unknown in other individuals or information yeah. and just yeah. share it out there. So I mean, like, mm-hmm. in like I don't know if I was if I had that knowledge, I would want to pass along too because I'd have the mentality that you know what the dark's not going to win. The, you know, the, it's just <laughs> not going to win. Yeah, you know, and I'd be like, I'm yeah, the hardest, the hardest thing right in this now, world. She would, and I'm telling her, look, we need to start something going on here because the doctor's ain't gonna win. <laughs> but I would, <laughs> you know, so I totally understand, like that, that, that feeling of, uh, like that comeback feeling. You feel like, you know, it, it opens up your your whole vision. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really everything. does. But as far as you not not remembering remembering your past, it, mm-hmm. it, I find that fascinating because. I don't remember my past, but that has, I think, more to do with an accident. Mm. I don't remember some some of my childhood I do and some I don't. So, so what, what would yeah. you equate that to? Do you think that you were being, like, you know, were you channeling that, that, that spirit? Or, I mean, what, what do you make of it? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, see, that's a good, a good question. Well, basically, you have to understand the way that this world is, is that uh, – I, I am special, but there are a lot of other special people as well. Um, I believe there's more people with special abilities than people who are not. Um, so whether you're you're um, an empath, you're highly emotional, which for many years I've heard people say that that's a curse, but it's not a curse. The problem is is that being an empath takes knowledge, and you have to understand how to deal with your ability with being an empath. And most of the time exactly. people are, are suffering being an empath because – they don't know what the, the key is. And I don't mind sharing what the key is to those listeners and, and viewers here. The key mm-hmm. as an empath is grounding. You must yeah. ground because you are a lightning yeah. rod that is bringing in other emotions outside of you. And you do not have to carry it. Yes, it's great that you recognize another person's energy and what's going on, but you don't have to carry that person's burdens. And all you have to do is visualize roots coming out from your feet into Mother Earth and say out loud, this is where we get power. And this is, again, one of the things I learned when I was uh, doing my reconnaissance is you have to literally – it's in the rule book that we get our power from our mouth, not from our mind. Our minds are being controlled by entities and darkness that's around us. Where we have our strength is by verbally saying of my head verbally. That is how we do it. And the same thing goes with if I need to ground. Don't just think ground. Verbally say my roots go 100 feet into Mother Earth and visualize it. What will happen is is anyone who's an empath out there that's feeling all kinds of emotions, try this. Say out loud, my roots go into Mother Earth 100 feet and visualize roots like you're a tree going into the Earth. You will immediately start feeling a release of all this emotion and start getting calm. 
And yeah. it's, it's because of and education. This world is just not educated. Yep, yep. You're actually talking to an empath. And it did take me a while as a kid to to learn how to um, correctly handle it. But that was, you know, I'm old yeah. now. So that's but I mean, 100%. So the information you give is, is wonderful. It really you is. You just start off with somebody, like, saying that. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of, one of people's most. Exactly. You know, most problematic issue is about the grounding. But you, you that way is, I, I can actually envision a tree with roots and all that. Like, that's such mm-hmm. a creatable, like, you know, how do you say it? Like, visual thing in your brain. Manifesting. Yeah. So he's adding to the manifesting. Yeah. Like, exactly. Manifesting. But then on top of it, on top of it, it's got science behind it. This All, all this right. has science behind it as well. Because emotions is a form of energy, all you have to do is compare what you see with a lightning rod. How does a lightning rod work? Lightning comes down and hits the rod, and because the rod is grounded into the earth, it's dispersed amongst the earth. Well, right. it makes sense with us as well. We have, when we're getting this emotion coming in, we have to make sure that our lightning rod is allowing that energy to go into the ground. If it doesn't, it's going to explode us. And that's the problem. Exactly. So, you know, we are energy. It works with within paranormal field as well. I teach people about, uh, you know, grounding and all this as well because everything's energy. We're investigating energy. Spirits are energy. Uh, all the things that spirits do is related to energy, whether it's something moving, kinetic exactly. energy, whether it's the temperature changing, thermal, whatever it is, right. it's all energy, 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 and it makes freaking sense. Right. Yeah, it really does. C equals MC squared, right down to the basic scientific roots of everything. Exactly. Exactly. And and really, yeah, I mean, so when I I know you still have a a lot of information to hand out there, but what is your take on um, as far as the multi dimension? Because what's your opinion on that? Yeah. Without giving too Um, much of my own away. Well, my personal view on the multi-dimensions is, is that there is a lot um, involved, and there could be even more than, than all of us can even recognize because the game is kind of rigged a little bit. Um, you know, when you, when you watch a movie like The Matrix and you kind of evaluate how uh, everything's energy and, and all this kind of stuff, and you start looking at the grand computer, um, it, it makes you kind of question a little bit related to that. And then you have, diff, you know, I, I know for a fact I've interacted with spirits on a particular plane of existence that's not on this one. Yeah. I've interacted yeah. with uh, what I call interdimensionals. It's on a different plane of existence. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because through knowledge base, you can also be able to affect the different dimensions with things that are on this earth. For example, I had a run in during um, the time of my challenges so that I could basically teach people how to um, strengthen and fortify their homes and themselves and all this. So I basically was thrown into the gauntlet being attacked on a regular basis until finally I was like, aha, I got the game. I know how it goes. You can't get in now and pretty much figure out (laughs) how to. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. I mean, because in psychology, we teach people that there's a reason that you go through everything you go through. It's part we teach them. It's not a mistake, they're challenges. They're challenges that you face as individuals in order for you to either help other individuals or is a lesson that you had to learn. Mm-hmm. And in your case, it's something that you were meant to actually teach someone else. 
That's amazing. That's correct. I, that, I, I was supposed to be a master teacher. That is the reason I'm here. And it makes sense because when I communicate with the angels, they call me general, which means that, you know, I am the voice. I am the one that's, that's supposed to be behind the soldiers going, go, 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 move. You know, oh, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> so and that's curious, the position. Though, in, in, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, in your reconnaissance, though, what, what stood out the most to you as far as the reconnaissance? What, well, what's what fascinating you the most is – I'm curious. Well, what I found out with the reconnaissance is that I have a lot of knowledge that has almost been downloaded within my system, my computer of myself. And what's interesting mm-hmm. is the information will come out as the questions come out. So I've, I've uncovered a lot because people have asked me some of these tough questions and the response is like, Oh my gosh, where did I get that? Holy cow. And then mm-hmm. everything inside me, when I talk to angels are like, that's something you gathered in your reconnaissance. So uh, some of the things I've gathered within the reconnaissance is one thing is to understand that we are almost like playing a game of chess. Um, through history, yes. they've they've always talked about and they've had pictures and different things, written, you know, with a person with an angel on one shoulder and a demon on the other shoulder, um, and basically, you know, being able to listen to each side. And what's fascinating about that is that that has a lot of truth in it, and that that truth yes. is is that basically it comes down to our choice when we are born. We're playing a game. We're not given the rules. And our job is to navigate, ask the right questions, and navigate through this game completely in dark until it starts opening up and you start seeing how things work. So the game basically is this. Darkness and light are playing a game, and we are the pawns in between. They're moving us around, and we have the choice. Yes, we do have the choice of, what side what we choose to join. Now, both sides are given the same rules. The rules are they can only influence, they can't make us do anything. Um, emotional aspects, they cannot also, they can't do anything with that. You cannot force a person to love you. That's something that is on a different situation there. These are part of the rule games that can't be done. But, but the problem is, is darkness is trying to play the game to show that, oh, we have more power than you. The answer is, no, you don't have more power. You just make us feel that way, and they rig the game a little bit by getting into our heads. So basically a big one is that I'm recognizing is the idea that a lot of people have a massive amount of chatter in their heads, a lot of thinking going on. And basically I came to the question, is it really thinking I'm doing, or is there something else talking and is it an, a thing going around the world? And it is a major, major thing. People with chattering brains, you need to make sure that you are actually having a thought or not debating with some entity that is connected to you. And, you know, um, so basically exactly. what I did, one, I did one morning is I was recognizing that um, I was in bed and I felt like I was like frozen. The candle was really weird. And, of course, I was recognized. I knew that I had abilities. So I was like, in my head, I said, is there a darkness, is there an entity in here? And I got no. And I was thinking that. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't mm. seem right because I could, I know something's here. I could feel something's here, but my head says there's nothing here. I'm like, that is really weird. So then I came up with right. the idea saying, hmm, say it out loud. Get off me now. And then as soon as I said that, literally I felt like something lifted off me and I didn't have this weight on me anymore. I literally could move. And I was like, holy shit. 
And then I said, my, and then I, I, then when I said out loud, was there an entity on me? The answer was yes. I said, wait a second. I thought in my head, and I got no. When I said out loud, I got yes. Oh my gosh, that's a game. That is a game. So the game basically is this: when we think something, say we're we're, we're sensitive and we think something. When we don't say it out loud, we can get a completely different response because the game is rigged in our heads. The only way that we can, within the rule book of the game between light and dark, is by us saying verbally, they have to say the truth. So basically our mouth, by saying it out loud, will guarantee that we will get a, a proper response and, uh, instead of a um, – rigged response with a you know because basically whether you're talking about spirits or you're talking about extraterrestrial or interdimensional whatever a lot of the people say they didn't talk to me i could hear them in my head well it makes sense it's because they're going and hitting our heads our brain central our center and almost like plugging in in a way and they're able to to bypass and go straight into our head and actually talk to us in our heads so, um, so, the, so, so the game. So, so the game is 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 I anyone who's listening in, I love that this is going in this direction. I am a paranormal investigator, and I have a lot of great things I've done in my paranormal. But really, what gets me going from day to day is my mission to spread the message throughout the world. And right. um, you know, this is one here. So basically, I came up with a technique that is a great opening technique for people. Is if you feel like you have something messing with you, you feel uh, you have a, a really active brain that's very negative, and understand that if you're speaking to the higher power, it will never talk negative. It will never um, curse at you. It will never you know, be crude and nasty. Um, so anyhow, right. if you have any of these thoughts, I dare you to say out loud, get out of my head. It's a commandment. Now make sure you say, get out of my head. It's a commandment at the end because what you're doing is, one, you're commanding it. And second, a commandment is also a written contract. So when you say get out of my head, it's a commandment. It's almost like saying get out of my head and you're showing them this, this, this written um, notice saying this is part of the rules and you're supposed to get off me. And I'm right, telling right. you, I have got, I'm getting chills right now because the angels with me are, are very happy that uh, this message is being shared on, on your network oh, um, to awesome. let people know. All right, mm -hmm. so those I of you who are out right there, you've got a crazy head. Now, understand there's three different responses that you can get by saying this. For those who have already been trying right. this technique, one, you might end up having right after you say it a completely quiet head, like literally night and day, like I'm uh, not hearing anything in my well, head. Second, you will hear no, and the question would be, why are you saying no to your own question? And then third, and this is the one that you need to be aware of, if you get aggression such as F you, it means that whatever is on you thinks it has dominion. And that means it's a little bit heavier of an attachment. It means it's, got, it's something that's been with you a long time and it's questioning your integrity. Okay? Right. But if you basically say it out and you don't go, eh, get out of my head, it's a commandment, that's not going to do it. You have to right. live your no. power. Get out of my head, it's a commandment. I'm saying right now. And when you put right. it in a strong way, you're, you're basically standing up for yourself to a bully. You're basically saying, I'm in control of my body, and you are to listen to me right now. And what will happen? Yeah, and you go, you're taking your control back, and, and yeah, I want to try it right now. 
say it. That's me. Get say out it. of my head. I command you. No, it's a commandment. Commandment? Yeah. Commandment or I command you? Commandment. Commandment. Commandment is basically is a document. So basically it's a commandment okay. and it's also a document. Okay. Get out of so, my so head. So be aware for those of for those of you who are listening, make sure that you're aware of this. Once you show that you are aware that the game is rigged, and you're saying, get out of my head as a commandment, and you start doing that, you need to stick to it. You need to continue doing it. They're going to test you. They're going to test your integrity. They've been with you a long time. These entities have been around you a long time, and they're going to say, uh, they'll forget about it next week. No big deal. Come back. Okay? So you need to be aware. Get in control of yourself and be in control of that in the step one. And then a secondary is this. If you can make it past this first step, I'm proud of you. And then what I want you to do at this point is reach out to me at knoxhealing.com. That's K-N-O-X healing.com. And if you want to continue down this road and learn more about how to get in control and mm-hmm. all of your life and stuff, you know, I can't even begin to fathom all the ed- expertise and education I can give you on step-by-step laddering into getting in control of your life. Right, right, right. Wow. That makes so much sense. I've gotten goosebumps on that because yeah, it really does because you have the inner knowledge and and coming from the point of like the holistic psychology side, mm-hmm. uh, when we're telling somebody in order to help build their self-esteem, literally you're doing mirror work. You're doing work with a mirror where you're constantly telling yourself that you are beautiful, that this is good about you, yeah. and that is good affirmation, about you. Affirmation. So it actually to me it makes a lot of sense. To literally take command of your own mind, right? Perfect sense. That that is correct. But be aware that that yes, psychology. Okay, if you think something enough, if, you know you can you know make it just by. But this is actually more than just positive thinking and more of just changing a focus. This is this is actually the game that's being played, and being aware right. that it's going on. And, and right now, I'm not going to lie, a lot of the society is lost because this game has been played for a long time uh, with the entity. Right. And, um, you know, they've been with us a long time. And one of the biggest issues I see with people is, of course, stubbornness. You know, stubbornness <laughs> is, is definitely on the dark side of emotions. And stubbornness will keep you from moving to the next direction, next level. And it takes a lot of courage to break down that stubbornness and say, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. Because you can be stubborn and saying, oh, life sucks, and that's just the way it is. Okay, well, you can be stubborn and stay with that because you're just used to that. And stubborn, like I said, stubbornness will keep you from moving forward. And right now we as a society, as a community, need to move forward with this. And just so you guys know as well, you were talking about the different planes. We're, we're, we kind of got off topic a little bit about the different planes. I found uh-huh. that different types of burning, different types of things affect the different planes. So, for example, really? I was being attacked. Yeah, I was being attacked, and, of course, I was using sage to clear my room and clear my envir- environment. And for the most of the part, it worked. Um, it basically just cleared the environment and raised the vibration and, and made everything feel cool. But I ran across uh-huh. some entities that when I did it, they didn't move. They didn't budge. And I looked at them. I'm like, what are you still doing here? found out that they weren't entities or were spiritual on that plane. They were interdimensional. They're on a different plane. So they're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, that's when I started breaking That's when I started breaking down these things, saying, okay, well, something's got to get rid of you. And one thing I always loved the smell of was frankincense and myrrh. 
So I started burning right. frankincense and myrrh, and I started seeing the entities start to move. I'm like, but it didn't it didn't clear out like the spirits. Like you you burn a, a sage, and it clear it basically the cloud goes out and it pushes it out, uh, kind of like roaches. All right, <laughs> you do a bomb in your house, and the roaches are going to move out. The frankincense and myrrh was different. It was almost like I had to follow it around. So it's like, oh, you're over here. Here's frankincense and myrrh. Oh, you're over here. Here's frankincense and myrrh. Finally, it left. It was like it responded completely different, which makes sense because we're dealing with a different type of, of uh, entity. And so basically right. you've got basically stage, which is great for earthbound spirits and all of this. Right. But frankincense and myrrh is one for a different level. And is it coincidental? And by the way, I love using that word. It's not coincidental um, that the Catholic <laughs> Church, when they do the rite of the Eucharist and all this and do the mass, when they burn this frankincense and myrrh, they have the altar person uh, doing it. It is so potent that you can smell that oh, frankincense yeah. and myrrh to the back of the church. Does anyone know why? Oh, yeah. It's because they want to make sure they're actually creating a barrier to protect the sacrament as they're doing that uh, you know, mass. So, so does the Catholic wow. Church have some knowledge about what we're doing that they're not sharing? And, of course, we all know. All you have to do is go into the basement of Vatican City. Oh, wait, sorry. No one goes down there into the basement of Vatican City. All the things that they have and knowledge base that they have that they're not sharing with us that we're really combating with a particular type of entity. Wow. I got this list going right here. Yeah, she's writing a list. Literally, I'm writing a list of, of the important things that you're actually saying. So that makes sense, and though. After I said that that commandment, because mm-hmm. I'm very, um, I'm very into staying positive and keeping everything on a more positive keel, mm-hmm. um, as far as not just the network but in my own life too. And I find that physically, after I said that. I feel like an entire weight was lifted off my not only my third eye but my crown chakra as well. That's me. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. It's because so it's a game that is hidden. Church, what is it, honey? Like I said, you well, just found out that basically it's a game that's being played. Okay, and um, once once you know, like I said, these are things that I was able to to get. Think how long that this has been lost, and it took some reconnaissance. Right. To get over there and say, ah, ha, ha, guess what? I got the cheat code. Now I'm playing Super Mario Brother, and I'm walking on top of the thing, and I don't have to go through all these things. I'm going to take a little extra uh, – I'm going to jump levels on you. I'm like, oh, yeah, you think you're, you're... – or – I used to love or, that game. And, hey, yeah, uh, or, by the way, Darkness, uh, did you think you was going to keep quiet about it? Heck no. You, know, you should try it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Well, I – I know that they use a lot in the Catholic Church, even for funerals. And, yeah. But nobody mm-hmm. explains why they ever use the Frankenstein. Well, I, I went to the seminary out of high school to be a priest. So when I was a uh-huh. seminarian and one of a handful of people who – it took me like three or four years to even get into seminary out of high school. Um, and I was one of like eight or ten seminarians of the Diocese of St. Petersburg down in Florida. Um, but w- what's wow. neat is, is that when you become a seminarian – you almost already have gone up a level in relation to the community within the Catholic Church. They start recognizing you as a soon-to-be priest, and they start yeah. – it's really weird. They start praying for you, and they start coming to you and, 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 and treating you, you know, almost like a, a priest, um, a, a near priest. So when I went to the seminary for, you know, for that time, because I was called to ministry, and it's obvious that ministry is a big thing for me is to help people, as you can see. 
Um, the Catholic right. Church did not give me what I was needing. That's fine, but I did learn some amazing things there. And one of the things that I learned within the, within the Catholic Church is the idea that um, the the uh, there's this different aspects of the church. For example, the symbolicness of why do they burn this? They say it's symbolic of your prayers going to heaven. That's why they burn this this uh, incense. But the question I have That's is why this: they say Why it. I say I question why so much? You're you're about tricking right. the altar boy that's doing the thing because of that. Why so much? And so so <laughs> I believe per, I believe that they're trying to keep the congregation calm. They don't want the you don't want to go to church and say, by the way, you guys are surrounded a bunch of dark entities and they're following your home and they're watching what you're doing. They're going to have a whole bunch of people right. all freaked out and not coming to church. So they got to say. Everything's okay. All you got to do is come <laughs> to church every Sunday and make sure you tithe. And any problem that you have, we got it covered here. There's nothing to worry about. And now, of course, that makes that. sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense right because, because here's the thing. Do I want to share with your, 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 your community the heavy-duty, deep stuff, the stuff that can be a little bit scarier, um, the answer is no. I have to give them a grade level one before I give them a grade level 12. All right? right. So the Catholic Church basically is only giving you a grade level one, if even that. It might be a grade level kindergarten in relation to what they're right. really educating people on. What, we, what are we dealing with? All right? Why is it the Catholic Church are now saying um, on an international scale that they now believe that there is um, life out there in the galaxy and that they're brothers from another planet. Now, now for the longest time, the Catholic Church has, has been so far against the possibility of extraterrestrial, but now they're changing the whole doctrine to say that they do now believe that uh, there, there could be life on other planets and that they would just be uh, brothers from a different planet. So, why are they changing all this? It's because you can only keep the lie so far. You can only keep the truth so far away. What happens if the news opens up and says, oh, guess what? We just had, you know, alien ship came in to all this kind of stuff. Well, guess what? People are going to leave the church because the church lied to them. It's like, wait a second. You said there's no right. such thing as aliens, and now we're seeing them here, and we're losing respect for you. So it's almost like they're having yeah. to adjust their doctrine so they can, they can keep the congregation right. coming in when stuff does hit the fan. And then surprise, maybe the priest himself in the church is an actual alien. Try, you know what I'm saying? Try to figure that out. Yeah, I'm literally, I'm sitting here and I, I'm listening to you and I'm reading your site and it, 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 I had this fascination with Edgar Casey. Literally, I think I read <laughs> almost every single one of his books. And then I look over and I'm, I'm going through things and, and I always keep the information in front of me and I'm looking and I'm saying, oh! <gasps> Edgar Casey Institute, which is something I've always wanted to get involved in. <laughs> well, I don't please don't fascinating. Yeah, please don't don't uh, misunderstand that you know I um, anyone could become a member of the Edgar, Edgar Casey Institute aspect and all this. He definitely was a prophet and um, and all this. Some of the, of my um, some of my mentors at this point, the ones that I find my my closest to with my personal mission, is one is Dr. Wayne Dyer. Dr. Wayne Dyer is an absolute blessed or was an absolute blessed man um, who was teaching people to, to live. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced Dr. Wayne Dyer's 
um, stuff. But um, no. it truly, oh my gosh, you've missed out. Make sure you got to listen to his audio. You got to read his books. Um, he passed away. He was definitely a prophet. He speaks a lot like me, and it was interesting because uh, I never knew of Dr. Wayne Dyer. And people were saying, wow, your stuff sounds very similar to Dr. Wayne Dyer's stuff. And so I found myself uh, being told to go, you know, listen to his audio and, and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is just like me. So I did a, a – I went to a psychic fair in Lexington, Kentucky, and um, they had some angel readers there. And it was really neat because uh, when interacting with some of those angel um, uh, healers and uh, all that, it was weird because I went up to hug one. And one of one of the ladies, she's like, no, 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 no. And of course, initially, I was, a, you know, people would be like, screw you, you don't want to hug. What the hell right. do you do? You know, kind of stuff. Yeah. But I didn't. I respected it, and I talked to her some more. And she says, I want to let you know why I couldn't hug you. And I'm like, why is that? She says, because your energy was so strong. She says, I couldn't oh, yeah. handle it. Um, then we start talking some more, and she says, I, I can see that you are you work with particular angels and all this. And I'm like, yes, I do work directly with angels and all this. And um, I started talking to her, and I was like, you know, I some of my people I enjoy reading and listening to is Dr. Wayne Dyer. And she smiled, and I yeah. says, why are you smiling? She says, he's right over there. Oh, she, she, wow. says the doctor, she, says, she says the spirit of Dr. Wayne Dyer has recognized the mission that I'm on, and because we had so much similarities with what's going on, he sees that I could potentially continue the legacy. Now, Dr. Wayne Dyer is so educated. He's a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Um, I I have a lot of knowledge that is intrinsic inside me that um, even I get blown away sometimes when people ask me a question, and it's like it comes out of my soul. It's like, holy cow, how did I know that? It's because there's a lot of stuff (laughs) that has not been released yet with my knowledge. It might not be book knowledge that I have, but it's this unused, this knowledge that, um, this old soul knowledge that comes out. And, um, and basically, so I just found it really, really amazing that, you know, I, I really loved and adored Wayne Dyer and finding out that uh, Wayne Dyer has found an interest in me in the, in the afterlife. That is so cool. That is so cool. It's like now we've joined the guest man from the other side. Yeah. Uh, no, but literally, the amount of information that you have, it's like this is definitely more than one show. <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah. For I those mean, of you I, who you are know, listening, he's fascinating. But literally, a couple of things. What do you? What's your take on string theory? Um, I really have not dealt within that deep science stuff. Um, I do. Oh. Um, for example, that movie, uh, What the Belief Do I Know. Um, I find that the real fascinating. I was really liked watching that, and it, it makes sense that you know we have so many different um, possibilities in our life. And, and and I've had connection and interaction with the angels about that, and that's the reason why I don't believe in going to psychics and going and getting readings. One, um, there's a good chance the psychic that you're talking to may not be 100% light, which means that there you could get a good day and a bad day with them. Um, so I tend to not go for gray people. I tend to interact with light people. And secondary, if you go to a psychic, one, you can get addicted to prophecy. Um, and addiction to prophecy is a really bad one. It, and uh, you can see yourself going you know, monthly, once or twice a month to the same psychic for 20 years. 
because they become right. a part of your day-to-day living, and that's 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 a problem. That's addicted to to prophecy. Um, and then the second right. next thing is you got to be aware too that um, a psychic can give you what your future looks like, but if you make one decision that goes against the um, your higher self, which most people do act uh, and not in accordance with their higher self you're not going to be hitting that same thing. So depending on what I do, if a butterfly flaps its wings, it can completely alter, and I could be going down a different road. So you just have to be aware that we have so many different futures ahead of us. The question is, is are you in the future that's leading towards the light? My, my focus in this life is nothing more than ascension. My job, right. I'm not worrying about exactly. politics. I'm not worrying about the government. I'm not worrying about all this bills. I'm not going to worry about this, whether I have money because with faith comes everything's taken care of. The focus needs to be, for those that are out there, needs to be on focusing on ascension. Ascension basically means I'm releasing all my negatives. I'm releasing all my issues. So we're all scarred. Okay, I was scarred too, and I still have some scars that I'm still dealing with, but I was able to release and heal a lot of them, and I actually have a method called angel rehab that I created. And basically it's based on what I did in my life to actually help people with angelic help, and I'm basically the mediator between a person and their angel and be able to actually go back in time and and actually heal and forgive bullies and forgive a father who picked on you or uh, whatever and being actually able to go back as the angel and actually heal that and literally time jump. Um, I've had people actually interact with me and they're like, you have changed so much. Now it, it, we're not talking about a physical change. Like, wow, you got facial hair or you got, you, you lost all your hair. That's not the change is when someone goes, comes across your path and says, you are acting completely different. You look, you seem like a completely different person. And that's the truth is once you start healing this path, you will, you will literally carry yourself different. Your life will be different. How you interact with people will be different. Uh, I remember when I released my heart, my buddy literally says, Jay, what the hell is up with you? I said, what do you mean what's up with you? You're just so yeah. different. And that day I released my heart, and I was hugging trees because my heart was so <laughs> open and just in love with everything. And my buddy, out of nowhere, he literally was like, dude, you, what is up with you? And I had to tell him what I did because he literally – could see a huge difference, and I never said a single thing. He just saw me differently. Something ha- something changed, and that's what what really can happen. So most people are carrying around anywhere between twenty and thirty scars from the past, whether a person picked on you, whether you know all these different situations in the past that basically instead of dealing with, you just kind of pushed them be- away, and they kind of involuntarily come up in your life. So the idea is, is that, that when you say that, do you include like past lives as well? Well, what I do is I first have to get a person connected to their higher self. So whether you want to call it their fairy self, their angel self, their higher self, different ways that you can call it, but it's talking to our inner voice. Once you can get in contact with your inner voice, at that point, your inner voice wants you to heal. So so within us right. is is a power energy power that wants us to heal and waiting for an opportunity to come out. So basically once I get people in connection and can actually hear their inner voice, ask the question to hear their inner voice. At that point I ask the, the person, the client to say out loud, 
angel, bring me where I need to heal first. And what will happen is literally they'll be brought back to a time period and they'll act, they can actually see uh, a, something happen when they're a kid. And what's fascinating mm-hmm. is I've, had the, I've done this with people that literally says, I must be four or five years old. I, I didn't even – I don't even remember this. And then they're like, oh, I locked my little sister in the cabinet underneath the sink. Okay, and I was like, okay, what else do you see? Well, my mom came came in and says, what, are you stupid? There it is. Oh, this is where you felt as though you were stupid because when you were four or five years old, your mom scarred you. So the angels wanted wanted you to go back there first to forgive your mom, to put, to give yourself love. So that right. way that scar almost never happened. And then what will happen wow. after the session once they come back is that is they will literally feel a lifting off of themselves with that burden. And then, of course, your job is, is to go ahead and for the next few weeks until it really takes root is to make sure that any time that that memory comes up that you just basically say, oh, you're not affecting me anymore. I, I, I've, I've released you. I've healed that. And basically once you do that for a while, then ultimately it is it is basically healed. So it's almost like you got an open gash cut and right. you went ahead and you went through the, the surgery, which is the angel rehab to take care of that gash, remove the bullets and wound all that. And then, then, then basically tape it up. And then for a few weeks afterwards, you're going to allow it to heal. And once it heals, right. you can take the bandage off and no longer will that gash bother you anymore. All right. So it's almost yeah. like a step ladder. It's not like I do angel rehab and it's over. No, you do angel rehab first so that you can see what happened to you, why you're scarred and why you behave a certain way. And then your job is to keep keep that up. And then ultimately with me, I've probably released anywhere from 15 to 18 of my scars. And I still have more scars of, uh, on me. But the thing is, is I've released so many that if you were thinking of, I basically call all these scars, all these um, issues, jackets. So it's a little bit, it's not as scary as saying there's an entity on you. I call them jackets. So say you are a bird and you have 20 jackets on you. Can you take flight? And the answer is there's no possible way. It's too heavy. But once you start releasing these jackets, you're going to start getting lighter and lighter and you will be able to take flight. And at that point is basically is when you start getting to a point that, you know what, you can do your own angel rehab. You don't need me anymore. So typically, you know, after a few sessions with me, and as long as you are 100% go, you can potentially continue. But understand one thing. I can't uh-huh. make something happen. I cannot change a person's will. It comes down to choice. So whoever does these therapies, understand that <laughs> you still have to make the choice <laughs> to to heal yeah. these things. So whether you stick to it or not, that's not my that's not my thing. I hope that you can, um, but the goal is is that you are like me and you want to heal your life so bad that you're not going to stop until you are healed. And basically, one yeah. after another, the world starts looking different and changing right in front of you. Hundred percent correct about that. <laughs> yeah, you really are. I mean. You have, I've got like just about every website you have going up yet right but, but it, you, You're so yeah. correct because that power of manifestation and that power of intention exactly. that you're talking about, I bring that on the, on the universe. I mean, that, that can literally apply to any single 
part of your life. Exactly, it really can. You know, and like like they say, how many days in something becomes a habit? Like using that mantra, like you're saying, every like becoming using it as a mantra, for instance. Yeah, saying these things every day, saying these things every day. I mean, I I think it would be like stupendous. I think it would be amazing because it is it's that it's that affirmation that you first you're changing it within yourself first. Exactly. Yeah. It really, yeah, it really is. Now, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you uh, for your holistic services, the best way to mm-hmm. do that would be, uh, let's see, knoxhealing.com? That's correct. You can go to knoxhealing.com, and that's K-N-O-X healing.com for those who are listening. Also, if you guys like free gifts, I love getting free gifts out today. This this um, interview is a free gift to you guys. You're getting some knowledge that you didn't have. And then also on oh. top of that, you have the ability to go to our Facebook page. And make sure you like us and follow us. I like to put a lot of inspirational and positive things to help you through your day. But on there as well is a bunch of recordings and videos that I've done. And, um, you know, there's some really, really nice ones. There's one on there. Uh, see if I can find it here on my uh, on my Facebook page here that basically was it was an amazing experience for me because what happened was is one day I found myself, you know, how relationships can sometimes get you down a little bit, um, you know, disappointed right. and all this. And I found myself kind of releasing myself. And, you know, when people go to me and they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, you think you're perfect. It's like, no, I don't think I'm perfect by any means. I am, uh, I'm continuing <laughs> to, to, to bless my life and to, to heal and be there for other people. Um, but uh, right. basically, you'll see that uh, at the top of it is um, you'll see a picture of my face smiling with a lake behind me um, on my Knox Healing Facebook page. Um, it's a two-video series. Um, the first one is called uh, Time to Live and Release. Um, mm. And then the second one is Get Out of My Head, um, which I went into. But this awesome. is what's fascinating is that day I, I let – Spirit light lead me, all right? So I was like, okay, I got to get out of the house. Uh, I need to go out. I'm going to go and be an adventurer. So I drove, and the Spirit said left, right, go straight, and all this. And I found, basically, the Spirit led me in the middle of nowhere going left and right and all this. And um, basically, they led me up to a location that was an absolutely gorgeous um, view of the lake that I couldn't wow. today get you there. Um, and I was like, wow, my jaw dropped when I went up there. I'm like, thank you, spirit. And they said, pull over. So I went ahead and pulled over. And when I pulled over off the road and a little bit into the grass, as soon as I opened my door up, a whole bunch of butterflies went and flew around the the car. And I was like, okay, I get this. I felt chills. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. So I walked out over into the empty lot area to to look, you know, out um, into the water, look out to the lake and stuff. And the next thing I heard was, video yourself. And my response was, what? Um, no. <laughs> and I heard, record, you need to record. So I went ahead and pulled my camera out, my video camera or my cell phone, and decided to go ahead and record um, myself out there. And what's fascinating is, is that I had a message that I just allowed myself to channel. I, you can see that in the first one, I was pulling pieces together with my own life. And then the second right. one, you'll see that I was 100% led by spirit. And go figure, they wanted me to talk about get out of your head. 
So the spirit really, really <laughs> the spirits really want me to get the message. <laughs> the spirits really want me to make sure that people know. My first would have been to grab my camera. I love my DSLR camera. It's my relaxation period. And seeing all those butterflies, I can imagine me with my camera being like a little kid in a candy store. Right? Right, yeah, I tell you, wow, it's so bad. That is really cool. You also, you also notice that in, in my Facebook videos that you'll see there on Knox Healing, you'll see a few other ones. Um, there is one that is, says experiences live uh, from Zen Monastery. I went and spent two weeks at a Zen Buddhist monastery, um, living with the, the the monks and all this. Now, I had a great experience and learned some great techniques such as meditation and all this kind of stuff with it, but I don't agree 100% with the religion. That's fine. They're, they, they're, you know, they're, they're welcome to believe what they want to believe. One right. of the main things I ended up getting out of it was that um, they believed that um, they didn't believe in a higher power, and I know through my work that there's no question that there's a higher power because that's what I'm communicating with. And then they also believe right. that, that life is suffering, and I don't believe that life is su suffering. So Zen Buddhism is different than Tibetan Buddhism. Each one's got its different yeah. thing, and this one here, uh, I went and spent time with it. But what's interesting is you'll see one that's in black and white-ish filter. And um, I that one right there, I ended up being a bit of a hooky. <laughs> I played hooky um, because Whoa, what I was really? recognizing – Yes, I was at the Zen monastery, and we were re required to take part in the weekend retreats when people got there. And the last weekend I was there was on death and dying. So I sat in uh, in the morning area to their you know, seminars and all this, and what I recognized right. as an empath was there was a serious issue because they were basically getting people to share their fears. And basically what was happening is, is because there is no promise of afterlife and all this, what I recognize is that all these people's emotions were going nowhere, and they were basically attacking. I, I ha And I wasn't the only one feeling this way, and I was just like, I have some options. What do I do? I could try to grin and bear it and make it through this. And yeah. then the next thought I had in my head was leave. And I, I right. ended up taking off because there was such a big amount of people there, and I decided to get lost in the in the woods. And when I went got lost in the woods, I followed the trails around and all this and went and found the actual cemetery for the Zen monks and um, some of the you know, amazing, amazing monks and stuff. So while I was walking around, I was um, – uh, I basically went and cleaned off some of the headstones and took and, and cleaned the debris off and all this, sending, spending, uh, sending respect to the Zen uh, Zen monks and all this that passed away. And uh, while I was there, I thought about my friend and I wanted to, to and I was like, what what can I give my buddy who was very much into Zen stuff? And basically, um, the a bell rang when I was in the monastery, a little bell hanging from a tree. And I was like, huh. And I looked and there was a beautiful branch right underneath it. And I was like, I think I need to bring this branch to him. I bet he would appreciate me, you know, giving him something from this graveyard. And, and this branch was a nice looking branch. It was interesting. So I grabbed the branch. Wow. And what I found next was there must have been something like 20 or 30 uh, Zen, uh, Zen spirits coming and blessing that stick. They said, give this to Zeus. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm honored. So, 
so basically, this whole time I wasn't thinking about myself at all. I was cleaning off their headstones and and just you know basically um, just enjoying my time out there and stuff and, t- and thinking about my friend. And as I left the the um, the Zen spirits, they came to me and they they blessed me and says, if you ever need us, call us. So I'm I am I am an honorary shaman um, and connect to the Native American um, spirits and stuff like that. But here what's interesting is I had to literally escape a retreat to end up having the most rewarding experience at this monastery when I got to connect with the Zen spirits there and for them to see who I was. Because understand, even though we have different beliefs, the Zen spirits, they rec- they still recognize who I am. You know, wow. They still recognize Which my spirit within. What, what tribe? It is the uh, chick, the uh, let me see here, the Cherokee Chickamauga Wolf Clan of North Carolina. So wow. basically, what I did is I proved my abilities with the vice chief of the clan, and I did some home right. clearing and some personal clearing and doing some different things, some readings and all this kind of stuff. And um, basically, um, she was connecting, and and the native spirits basically says die that they they accepted me. And I got the name uh, Talking Elk, and Talking Elk is wow. my 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 warrior name with them and all this. And um, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love the Mother yeah, Earth and connecting to I'm, it. I'm Hopi Indian. I'm a, I'm oh, a little bit Hopi Indian. My husband was Blackfoot, so my son is Hopi and Blackfoot. He's got more Native American in it than if you combine me and my husband. That's my youngest. He's um, got the Blackfoot with the shaman background in that and. I'm Hopi, and I'm I'm more of a, a spiritual type person for that reason. And yes, I really do take care of the earth and believe in that. But I mm-hmm. I, I really don't even want to go to break, but I know that I have to. I but know. I got to say this pause, and I'm really enjoying this conversation. Oh, oh, like so quick. I'm like, what? yeah, it's like a meeting of the minds. It's I'm so telling you, but stick with us. We're actually going to take a short break, and then we're going to have a look and see what's going on in the chat room. And don't forget, if you want to call in after the break and have a chat, you can call in at 563-999-3002. But we are going to be right back, right after these messages from our sponsor and a short pause for the cause. We'll be right back with more of Awakening the Unknown after a quick message from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Crystal Expectations. Crystal Expectations is located at 854 Brock Ave in New Bedford, Massachusetts. They're also located on the web at crystalexpectations.org. Crystal Expectations has been in the business for 30 years. The owner, C.J. Gomes, is an expert on crystals feng shui and a practitioner for 40 years their reader dr gary gomes is a well-known vedic astrologer and swami both are reiki masters and all kinds of predictive services are offered such as love career and health and low-cost remedies are provided they have jewelry and statues of deities from all religions incense candles books and other items reasonably priced. So visit Crystal Expectations, located at 854 Brock Ave in New Bedford, Massachusetts, or on the web at crystalexpectations.org.
decided to come back early because we are having such a blast on this conversation. And we're going to pull them right in. And literally, I just wanted to mention, if you would like to become a sponsor for the ACU Network, or if you'd like to donate to give us a hand, just go to ACU Network. Dot com and we have many packages available and again thank you Cody Ray Desbian for your voiceovers your your work is magical it is magical yeah I know I yeah well you know sponsored commercial got fresh coffee so yeah. I'm really intense to be awake here I, you know what I wanted to let you know <laughs> before we get back into this conversation yeah I wanted to let you know that I've been on my cane since I lifted something I wasn't supposed to because I had spondylolisthesis and a tab on cyst. And, and my, my poor friend, Marcy, she's a tone healer. She's really good at what she does, but she's constantly realigning me because I'm getting ready to move and doing stuff I'm not supposed to because that's who I am. She knows that I said, I said that thing and I said the commandment and I got up and got coffee without my cane. I didn't even know it was a I didn't like say a word. I just watched you get yeah, up literally. and go. And I'll mind you, when I, when I yeah. first saw you, she could barely even adjust herself in the seat. She yeah. She's not much pain. So that's pretty <laughs> epic. Yeah. So I just, I had to mention that. So, Yes, uh, right off the bat, it definitely worked because, you know, you, you guys can't see us today because I don't want anybody to see me in pain. So I figured I would share the, the show out later with all the avenues. So, um, say, I wanted, yeah. say I wanted to go and visit these monks. Are these the monks that take the vows of silence? Uh, you talking about the Zen monastery I went to? Yeah. No, so no, it's not. Wow. The general the general premise. The <laughs> yeah, the general premise to go into the Zen monastery is that you can uh-huh. go to. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Yeah, the, the Zen monastery. Their particular uh, setup is that their their living is very much based around working in community. Um, so basically, um, morning and night, you're going to have very long. Um, meditations um, done in a very uh, formal way that you have to dress in robes and all this um, and completely quiet and all this and um, and then after that's done you you do actually what they call a working meditation and you're going to continue your meditation into silence while you're working your duties at the monastery so whether it's going to be duties doing housekeeping or whether you're going to be doing duties in the kitchen and all that you are to do silence and basically the, the whole behind it is to put all of your intention into what you're doing so you're turning immediate, uh, a task that is is just a regular task and turning it into more and I'll be honest with you I found myself really enjoying the work and really enjoying because I when I was in the kitchen I would cut each one of these um, vegetables and different things in a in a very spiritual, very intentionally driven manner and found that the food was amazing. One of the most amazing aspects, and it's horrible that I even say this, but the food was (laughs) one of the most amazing aspects of the monastery. Everything was made by hand. They had chefs that were, that were, their duties were that, um, and um, they would plan out the meals, vegan meals, all this, the most delicious stuff that you've ever, and it changes constantly. Um, it was absolutely, but what I believe that was a big aspect to it is the idea that they're doing this work practice by putting their intention 
So every every cut has got love in it. Every cut has got pop that 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 freedom. And um, basically, that's the reason why is that. So so basically, I already did this before. Whenever I would prepare food, I would bless the food. I'd thank the animal if I was I was cooking animal. I would thank it for its service and all this and, and giving its life for me and stuff and basically blessing it. And any time people used to eat my cooking, they would always you know, say how amazing it was. And I said, well, it was amazing because it was blessed. The food that you're eating right. is blessed with intention. Um, so a lot of wonderful things. Walking meditations was absolutely beautiful, actually teaching us how to, to walk and do a particular um, meditation focusing on touch and how your foot goes down and, and, and breaking down the foot to going toes to middle of your foot oh. to heel, feeling like everything tai going chi. through it. Very much like you, Tai Chi, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just very really so, – so this is my belief in the world is that there are a lot of truths and a lot of falsities out there. Our job is to find the truth within everything. So those people who are still angry at the churches because um, you grew up and you found out that they had a particular platform and it wasn't a good one, that's fine. Release that because every tradition is going to have its truths and it's going to have its falsities because man – you know, basically is uh, you know led it and created it, and and basically it's going to have some flaws in there. But in essence, right. there's so much positive right. stuff that you can learn out of each one of these texts, whether it's the Bible and all this. You know, one of the things that gets me is the idea that I I truly do focus. I'm a universalist, believing all religions connecting to a higher power. Uh, I don't right. put Jesus, for example, at a platform as a god. But I put Jesus down as a prophet, as an um, example of what we can do. He did, through the text of, in relation to him, he did something absolutely amazing that most people would yep. never do. He was literally right. crucified with extreme pain. And when, so when he was up here, he had the first ex- thing that anyone would do, God, why have you forsaken me? That makes total sense. You're up there, and everyone that you love has let you down and all this. But understand what he did at the end before his ascension was he says, Father God, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. He forgives an unforgivable act, even worse than, than rape and even worse than this, literally death by the worst possible way. So basically when people say, oh, no one's perfect except only Jesus, Jesus said that what I do you can do as well. Right. He's yeah. an example so, so, so. Exactly. Everything you said is, is what I believe in because I was raised with a, a bunch of strange relig- religions matched up into one, but I've always believed he was just um, an ordinary individual who worked very hard with exceptional gifts and, and the prophecy and all of the knowledge and everything else that he shared with the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, basically yeah. that which he was fighting against, which was mm-hmm. idols, he ended up becoming an idol. Um, that's right. why, you know, you have these, these crucifixes, uh, you know, that people are praying to. And I understand somewhat the premises of why you do it, but I've seen a lot of people get carried away. And like I said, if you can bring Jesus down to what he is, is basically the son of God, and we are also children of God, guess what? We're all related, and we're also related to Jesus as well. Um, right. He was an example higher than any example 
in our day. I mean, Mother Teresa was amazing. Gandhi was amazing. The Dalai Lama yeah. is absolutely pure, so pure and so loving. He's the reason why just, there's a lot of people um, walking the earth that I haven't seen under <laughs> The Dalai Lama? No, not the Dalai Lama. I'm saying, you know, negative you know, belief in Jesus and what he taught and the examples that he tries to, to show us with his own life and everything. Right. I mean, that's obviously... <laughs> Part of the reason why there's a lot of people are still alive to this day because, you know, the teachings of Jesus, honestly, you know. Right, he, but he gave comfort Jesus, when a lot of people couldn't find comfort, too, at that time. Right, but you have to also understand that Jesus, if he was alive, there's no possible way he would have allowed the holy wars to happen. There's no possible no. way. But they, no, they created the holy wars in the name of him. So so really right. what's happening is, is we're given a beautiful, beautiful knowledge base and teaching us what we can do but it seems like over and over we're failing as humans um we're we're being led by darkness and darkness is winning and even right now in the time that we're having um light workers are in the few compared to those who are dark and for those who are undecided right. so basically the hu- the population breaks into three categories and I hate to say that it doesn't matter what color your skin is or what race you are it comes down to what your intentions are you have either 100% right. chosen the light, which is only probably only a few percentiles out of the total 100%, only a few percent, maybe like 3 or 4%, not a lot, is what I get from the angels who are 100% dedicated their life 100% to the light and made up the mind. Then you have those who have yeah. chosen the dark, and that's going to be – it's got a big uh, – I'm getting somewhere right around the 10% area of the world's population. It's truly, truly 100% dark, and that's a big number because those are people who that's are only interested number. in putting yeah, – but, but then there's the other category. And that's the gray. The gray are the undecided, the ones that feel that they don't have a decision and that they, you know, they're the ones that have a good day, a bad day, up and down like a wave, um, and they're not in control of the life. And now of the three, who's the most dangerous? Well, of course, the light worker is the most dangerous because we're powerful, way more powerful than darkness. But who's the actual right. most dangerous? It's the grays. The grays yeah. can one minute sell us that they are a light worker, and then the next minute – they will go dark and basically can, can sabotage a lot of things. Um, so oh the truth is, this world. Is, I I can name about I can name a major person in my life about that. Yeah, so don't worry about it. But that yeah. that is so true because yeah. in in the disguise of doing good, they can also be exactly with it. Exactly, I agree with you. Wrong. I do definitely. And, and, and truly, they are the they are the most dangerous. They one hundred percent are the most dangerous because. You don't know what the, I'd rather know that that person is a dark person and have made a decision because that way I'll know. But when you end up having people who mislead themselves and try to use their amazing abilities um, that they were given. So understand many people are given abilities, whether you're empathic or you're, you're, you know, have the ability to a clairvoyant or a psychic or um, even sirens. There's a ton of sirens in this world. Siren is a person that can just basically, um, magnetize people to them people just end up flocking to these people with their personality and it's not because of anything they do it's just because of the energy comes off them that's a gift now every one of these gifts can be used for the light or used for darkness and that's one of the reasons right. why i tend to not support or work with psychics is there are a lot of psychics out there that are doing it for just personal uh it's their business um so they're doing what they're doing and they're really not doing their psychic stuff to um, 
go towards the light or to work with the light. They're using their abilities for self, um, self personal gain. And, um, and that's what these people who, you know, if I was a psychic and I had this client that's been seeing me for 20 years, at what point am I going to tell that client, look, you can stand up on your own feet. You don't need me. Right, but see, they're not right. going to do that. A lot of them are going to want these clients month after month for, for all this time because it's part of their living. You know, and the same right. thing goes to my violin teaching. I'm a professional violinist, and I teach violin. Um, am I a concert master? No, I'm not a concert master. I am a contemporary electric violinist. Um, I am not a concert master in, a, in an orchestra. But if I see a student that I'm working with that is leading towards the direction of wanting to go and play in an orchestra or go to college and get a degree in their violin, I'm wow. going to end up at some point saying, look, I want you to go to another teacher that can better prepare you for college. I'm not going to hold on to that, that, that child when I know that the direction they're going, they need someone else to help them to be successful. Right, right. You've done all that you can do yeah, I mean, at this point now. Time to do, I, I totally 100% agree with everything you're saying because me as a reader, my, the main thing that I do is, is mostly the network and share information every now and then. I do readings here and there, but it's not all the time. But um, when I was doing the benefits to cancer, I'm the type of reader that literally my job, and this is the way I explained it to people and why I let some people go, I'm just meant to pick you up off the ground and get you standing. After you're standing, my job with you is done. It's time for you to move on because that's all I was meant to do at that time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really agree with you. I really just do. Your, and just so remember, so with anything that you do, no problem. With anything that you do, understand great uh, ability comes with great responsibility. So exactly. when you have this ability and all that, you need to always question yourself. And if you don't question yourself, then, then there's a good question. I, I question the motive of who's doing these readings. But ultimately, if you're working with someone trying to help them, you should question at some point, am I capable of helping them? Because I'm, they're putting their life in my hands. So am I, exactly. am I doing everything I can for myself to be this mentor for this other person? And ultimately, if a person doesn't have that question, they don't question themselves and have that, I would really question their motives in general because anyone who is in the healing arts and helping people like we are, they really need to have that question at some point because it is a great responsibility. Am I doing what I need to do to to lead the person down the right road? Exactly. Exactly. Because they are putting their trust in your hands at that point. And it's just, I've discovered it just locally. I mean, uh, we grew up in a very um, Portuguese, like, filled culture where you know, there's the witches and there's the, the, the tarot card readers and um, they, you know, they have a, there's a lot of firm beliefs to it, but at the same time, this is a hotbed for people to literally take advantage of them too. And yeah. I see that. I've seen that. Yeah, I, I have. I have seen that. And I mean, that's why I didn't really work the psychic circuit. The only time I literally did anything was cancer benefits, mm-hmm. but that's because my husband had cancer before he passed. But and that, that was a passion of mine to me. It was 
just a way to help raise money for awareness of cancer. I've seen it yeah. happen to so many people who just don't know better and don't have this knowledge that Jay's passing on and go go to see somebody for that for that trust in their life. Exactly. You know, and it's misinformation or so that person's not getting the right information anyway because that, that person's using their, their gifts for personal gain. That's not going to be the right information that's going to come through for anybody. Exactly. Anybody. Because it's right there. Right. Dark is already in there. You are one fascinating individual. I we haven't even touched on anything else. I'm just like stuck on this one subject here. <laughs> I can't it, it, help it. Truly it. Is a, well, I'll be honest with you. Is I'm really happy that you did talk about this, and we can lead into uh, at least doing the end part here about the other stuff I do. But one thing I need 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 you to make sure you're conveying to everyone is the idea that a psychic has the ability to communicate with another plane. The question I have right. with those psychics, which plane are you talking to? See, with me, right. I have bypassed the spiritual plane, and I go straight to the celestial plane. I interact with the angels. Why? Because the angels are the ones that can tell us and lead us to the light. Ultimately, if we're going to want to get answers, we want answers from the angels. We're not going to want answers from just a spirit that happens to be a relative or know something about you. If we're asking right. a major question, so when I do readings and I work with people, I tell them ahead of time, you may have a, a, a question prepared, but the angels will tell you what you need to know. So, so right, you might right. want to hear something. What should I do about my relationship? Should I still stay with the person? And ultimately, the angels, they get to choose what the topic is. What is it that you need the healing with now? What's the most important thing that you need to be focusing on right now? That's what the angels right. are about. So, so those of you, exactly. those people who are going to the psychics and they're like, okay, what should I do about a relationship? And they're like, well, you should leave this person and all this. Well, the first thing is this: the angels would roll their eyes because that is not most likely what is the most important thing that you need to be working on right now. Not focusing right. on whether it's or not this relationship is going to work or whatever. Right. Or or it's whether I'm going to have a job or not. Yeah, I mean, so, so, every situation, yeah. yeah, I agree. Every situation is different. Do you agree before we get into anything paranormal? We literally only 33 minutes left. And we, mm-hmm. I just, I love this topic of I told you he was the, tar- the just, paranormal. I, I the love, yeah, it's not even just paranormal. It's the metaphysical. Yes. It's the knowledge. It's the sharing of one mind to yes. another. And it's even, and even passion. if I've been doing this for a while, I'm still learning stuff new. And I, I love it. learning. And I found more books. I'm also a bookaholic, too. Yeah, and, and the but as far that. as, like, when when I work and with a, a another another individual who's um, a member of our network, too, when we're working, we work with kind of the Ascended Masters, but the angelic realm is a part of those Ascended Masters. Is that similar to what you were talking about, or do you just work directly that with is, the angels? That is correct. That is correct. So basically, um, God can be considered God or the universe or, or Father God or Yahweh or all kinds of different possibilities throughout the different, uh, different customs all around the world. And basically, it's just another name for the same powers above us. Um, ascended right. okay. masters very well could be angelic. And, of course, you can always muscle test that against yourself. And, and, uh, and you know, once you get connected to your angels, they'll be able to, um, you know, to, to say. 
what's going on. But but my standard knowledge, I would say that ascended masters are basically to be an ascended master. It means that you are connected to a higher. That's my goal. I was told in my life that I was going to be an yeah, ascended master. Yeah. And um, you know, with that being said, of course, my first thing is I I end up saying you know I'm very thankful for you to say that. I'm going to do my best to to um, to follow through and and to be able to help. Um, but basically, to be an ascended master is, is really has connections to the whole merit to angel rehab that I do. To be an ascended master yeah. means you have to release everything before you die. Um, when you're an ascended master, it means that there is nothing else that's holding you here to this plane of existence. My belief right. and what I've been educated is the reason why reincarnation is going on and why we have had multiple lives here is because every life, our job is to see if we can heal. And if we don't make it in this lifetime, we're going to come back again. And it's going to be over exactly. and over until finally we get it right. Yeah. And, um, yep. and, the, and the goal is, is to see if I can help people release everything. Um, so that way they are just pure love and pure light. And when exactly. you become pure love and pure light, you basically do become an ascended master. And that's really what it's all about is to release everything. Oh, no, I'm nothing more important. Master. They just talk to No, me. Any, anyone can do it. <laughs> anyone can do yet. it. Do you hear me? Anyone can do it. Anyone can be a, a ascended master. It just takes willpower and a want of doing so, understanding the rule book the game plan, what's going on, and knowing how to actually forgive everything. That means the person who's, who's still being traumatized by their past when their bullies were bullying them or their parents were giving the issues here or all these different things, you have to let go of everything, you know, including rape. If someone was raped, you're going to have to forgive that. You have to find a way to release it um, because if you don't get it in this oh, lifetime, what will happen is, is next lifetime you'll – you'll end up having this weird feeling connected to something that you don't know and then finding out something that you got in this lifetime that carried on to the next one that wasn't taken care of. Exactly. Exactly. Yep, I agree. I I agree on all of that. I really do. We only have 30 minutes left to touch base on anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously we need to have you back. Poor thing. No, I'm more metaphysical. Michelle is more paranormal, except she's now leaning over more towards the metaphysical aspect mm-hmm. of everything right now. So I've kind of gotten her on board with the metaphysical. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> since I already caught Lizzie, you know, it's kind of like, now, well, now. There's one thing I am actually curious about. What is, and again, I've never heard this title before, so I was hoping you could explain it. What is a psychic Real estate consultation. <laughs> that, that is something is that I, though, yeah. I I came up with this idea in the past. Um, whether it turned into anything, anytime you're an artist, you come up with these ideas. Sometimes they'll hit, sometimes they miss. Um, but it's something that I've always wanted to kind of delve into. Is um, you know, with these people who are going to invest a half a million dollars into this property, um, wouldn't it be nice to know if there's anything negative at that location before you buy it so if you have right. so you can hire you can hire an inspector to go through a place and check out the wiring and the plumbing and, and foundations and all this kind of stuff well if you're going right. to spend money to have someone do that well why not have someone who has the ability to recognize the emotions on the property and and get a feeling whether or not there's anything there because sometimes a property has 
some serious, serious issues that really is not going to remedy itself. It's, it's not. I, I some, agree with you. Some, I really do because down here, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but down here, um, you would come in extremely handy, handy because the river, which was redone, used to be owned by the Akushnas. It was uh, a Wampanoag tribe. Mm-hmm. And that's how the city of Akushina got it. And there are some, a lot of, of like hauntings down here having to do with the land itself, more to do with the houses, because the houses were actually built on uh, land trade. They traded it for like buttons, two, three buttons. Right, so it's that you can build a $3 million exactly. mansion now and exactly. it's going to be haunted. Around. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you would really Oh, yeah. I, I, I totally. I totally get it. Yeah, here in Knoxville, one of the things that grabbed my attention was um, when I moved to this city, the um, the history. Um, so really the reason why I'm the paranormal historian is because literally I'm one of the first in the country that uh, came to this beautiful city and started questioning some of its history and saying, wow, there is a lot of trauma in this city. And and having the experience with paranormal investigation, I was like, hmm, this is fascinating. And I kept on finding a bunch of ground zeros, a lot of places where something tragic happened. I'm like, I wonder if it's haunted. Wow. So I didn't hear ahead of time whether it was haunted. I just basically found the locations where something traumatic happened, and, and I was the first one to go around the city and, and start investigating these spots and found out there was activity at these different spots. Um, and, and, oh. and the city, Knoxville, is and with my work, is now rated one of the most haunted cities in America. Um, Ghost Hunters Magazine what? did a four-page feature. Yeah, Ghost Hunters nice. Magazine did a feature calling us the hidden gem of haunted America. Um, and that's one nice. of the things I'm most proud of. Because understand, with the Bible Belt kind of a community, um, when I first did right. my tours downtown, they're like, you're doing what? You're ghost hunting? You know ghosts don't exist. And these are the things I'm hearing from the pop- population. So I was not highly regarded. People did not um, really <laughs> like what I was doing in the city. But because I right. have confidence and security in myself and continuing to work what I'm doing, I just kept on doing what I was doing. And, and then, of course, another question that comes up to me all the time is, how could you, being a light worker, be a ghost hunter? And I says, first, I don't like that word mm. ghost hunter. I'm not, I'm not going after that uh, wascally wabbit, okay? I'm not Elmer Fudd uh, <laughs> hunting little go, okay? I'm, I'm not, I'm not hunting any ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's where, that's where basically I say I'm a paranormal investigator, and I'm known as the paranormal historian. But I really, the ghost hunter term is just overdone in relation to what it is, but I says, understand what the legacy I bring to paranormal is I bring the light to paranormal. So what that basically means is my legacy is I bring people on my tours and I teach them how fun and interactive and interesting it is to paranormal investigate and not as scary as it is. So all the TV shows make it out to be really scary. And basically um, what really did it for me, I remember working with a family and a grandmother contacted me after the tour. And I said, she says, I really, really want to thank you for the other night. And I says, well, it's my honor to work with you. Why are you thanking me? She says, my granddaughter can now sleep in her bedroom by herself. Oh, wow. She's not afraid anymore. Exactly. So since then, since then, basically my legacy is, is to help people remove the fear. Yes, spirits do exist and activity goes on, but it's not scary. And as long as you remove the fear, you won't be a victim. Uh, understand anyone right. who's scared in relation to paranormal investigation, you have a red dot on you and you're going to be picked on by the spirits. So if you can get rid of that, of that fear, 
going to help you an awful, awful lot. And then on top of that, I created the first ever ghost hunting merit badge for the Girl Scouts. Oh, my goodness. That is so epic. Yeah, yeah. I Michelle used to teach. Um, I had a teen team, yeah, a junior team that she would teach them all about it right down to history, starting off with compasses, not a lot of fancy equipment. But yeah, taking the them from the compass, yeah, weather getting report. Them, literally getting them all this information and Believe it or not, these young kids, you, you find them searching history of places because they're yeah. fascinated to see if it, it matches up. So, right. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So, really so basically awesome. what's neat is, is I'm not just saying I have a Girl Scout tour. I'm literally sponsored by the Tennessee um, uh, Council of Girl Scouts, which is the, the Southern Appalachian Girl Scouts of America, and That's basically being so partnered cool. with them. And how I sold the program to them is I said, look, times are changing. And this is something that's interesting and fascinating. I said, but what are the girls going to get? And the girls are going to show three things to earn their badge. The girls, I literally, when I start the event, I said, understand, girls, you're going to have to show me that you can do three things. And I get them all, yell them out loud. What are the three? Mm-hmm. History, science, and teamwork. Those are the three things that you're going to be learning when you're investigating with me. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's truly, truly fascinating. It's a great way to bring history alive to the paranormal, basically, is one of my catchphrases. It's, I love that you get in tune with their mind at that age because they are like sponges at that age. They just want a way to, to be able to express themselves, you know, exactly. and have like, different opportunities. So to bring this to the Girl Scout organization, that is fantastic. You know, you know what's you know mean? what's funny is one night I was doing the Girl Scout group right, and the girls were like, "Are we really gonna be investigating ghosts and stuff?" I said, "Yep, we will." I said, "But you're gonna find out they're not as scared as you think." So here we're investigating. Our tools are acting up. They're running around with their different tools to support each other and substantiate <laughs> the claims and all this. And I'm and and right. while they're doing so, I went to one of the girls. I said, "Aren't you scared?" And she's like, "No, it's not scary. It's uh." It's freaky. Yeah, it's freaky. I says, yeah, it's freaky. That's a good one. So, so I thought it was cute because I got this from one of the Girl Scouts that it's like, you know, they thought it was going to be scary, but it's not scary. It's just kind of freaky when you get a tool to go off, but I'm glad I was able to change it from being a scary uh, activity to more of a freaky one, a little, a little crazy. Yeah, to take that fear factor out of it. Yeah, that, yeah. that is so awesome. fear, fear is related to a low vibration. Fear is is basically how we connect to the dark side. So when when so when we start having a down moment, we are in fear. So what will start it? Okay, I just I just looked at my bills and I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I'm going to get fearful and guess what's going to happen? My vibration is going to low. I'm going to start spiraling and I'm going to start feeling dark. Um, so basically, right. fear right. is the root of all negative emotions. So whether you're anger or sadness or whatever. Fear has a connection to every single one of it. It's the, it's the overall energy that's connected to it. So basically what I'm trying to do is, is get people just to remove the, the fear from different things, uh, whether it's interacting with entities that are messing with us by getting out of our head or teaching them that spirits mm-hmm. do exist. But you know what? All you have to do is say go away and they'll go away. Now, if you end up going, go away, leave me alone. Well, guess what? They're not going to go away because you are scared. I used to tell my kids that not like the old, uh, you know, a dash, I used to say knowledge is power. And I I always 
used to tell them that preparing your history prior to going into investigation, preparing all your background stuff, that right there, right there, that's already a protection. There's already a reason right there you don't need to be afraid because you're prepared. You got, exactly. you're, you're ready to go. You know the history of the place. You know the, the possible players involved. You know, I would keep trying to reiterate that into their heads because I think that kids, once they start, like, putting that fear towards something else and then, like you're saying, replacing it with with that and that knowledge and that education about, wow, you know what, we're really doing science. We're really learning uh-huh. how to read these things. And at that point, uh-huh. some, some kids don't even know how to pronounce those things, and they're running around, they're, they're doing it, and they're loving it. And they, it's, <laughs> it's just, it builds the next generation, to be honest. Really, really, I agree 100%. I think yeah, and by the way, I, I did not want, I did not want to, yeah, I did not want to, um, to, to end this thing without talking a little bit about Stanley. Um, I, I oh, do feel like he was an amazing, amazing person, and uh, I'm very thankful for Stanley, for him to doing what he's done. Um, one of the things that I think is one of the biggest gifts that Stanley did was he brought our imagination into a place that we can see it with our eyes so it will help us with visualization. Yeah. We're all superheroes. We all have these special abilities um, and, and all this, and he was able to bring our imagination to, um, to the forefront so that we can actually use it. So we can be an X-Men. We can be a superhero. Um, <laughs> you know, I always loved it when that uh, when Angel was uh, the X-Men was, was out. He looked like an angel, and I loved that one because I always felt that I had connections with the angels, and it was neat for me to see this with my eyes so I could visualize it. I was so devastated, uh, though, Jay, when you passed, because him being 95, I also have a 95-year-old grandmother. Oh, here so I go again. I'm telling you, my hope and dream was I was going to bring my 95-year-old grandmother to a Comic-Con, and she would see Stanley across the room, and it didn't even matter that she spoke English or not. And they would fall hopelessly in love, and I'd have my new grandfather would be Stan Lee. Wouldn't that happen? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been listening to this story almost every show we've done. So, every comic con, yeah. I've seen Stan Lee, and I'm like, oh, if only you'd see my grandmother fall in love with her. Because I'm telling you, I, he was just such, a, such an amazing person. <laughs> No. I just think it's important for us to understand what actually what Stanley actually did. I think it's really important for for the world to understand that yes, these these seem kind of kitty and all this kind of stuff in relations to what he did. But what what he did, if you look at the the bigger picture, is um, he he really kind of allowed us to see the superhero um, for right. real, you know. And I'm very thankful for that. And I send lots of intention and love. Uh, to, to him and all that, and very thankful for everything he's brought to this world. You know, it, it's he, he will be missed. There's no question. Oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, he definitely will be. And not just for my lost opportunity, he never got oh, to Oh, here we go. I don't want to hear any more of that. Maybe you don't meet me on the other side. Okay. <laughs> See, my grandma would be upset. Help. <laughs> Help. Well, I mean, obviously, I was too young for him. So. It has to be somebody okay. more. We're going to get back on topic over here. <laughs> yeah, let's get back on topic. No, yeah. he, he did bring people's imagination to the forefront, and he started. He brought a whole new generation of dreamers 
And exactly, and and it was letting people know that it's okay to dream. Yeah, and that's it. Amen. And without exactly without the dreams, without people having the ability to be able to dream, to be able to do this or to do that, once you lose your imagination, you lose a piece of yourself, and it's hard to dream that dream and make that dream become reality. Yeah, try manifesting something and not have an imagination to do yeah, that. It's impossible. Definitely. It's it's Actually, really really hard. It really is. So, so typically when I do what I call Trinity to help people, you know, the first one is, is, is you say, I am peace, I am peace over and over, but you visualize yourself underneath a waterfall. Why a waterfall? Because it's something that we can, that we've seen with our own eyes and it makes us that we can actually see it. If, if a person has never seen a waterfall and you say, I want you to visualize a waterfall, they're going to be like, I can't, I've never seen it. So think, think about what Stanley did. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that I have felt dark entities in the room and me knowing that I have the super abilities personally um, with angelic connections and all this, I have literally turned my hands into Iron Man's hands and shot light. And I could tell that what I did, what my intention did actually helped. Why? Because I'm empathic. So I could feel the hostility right. from the entity. I, sh- I visualized light coming out of my hand and the hostility, I felt relief. So, so right? what so we think of creates, you know. So, right? so Stan Lee, you know, goodness gracious, what an amazing gift. Was it all him? Probably not. But, but he did something way back in what 1940s and stuff and 50s yeah. Yeah. when when he when he sure. he's like I it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna create these books for people to dream and and all this. Wow. Mm-hmm. No one else did that before him, you know. Well, that was that was. And not so, the dream. Back on topic. The dreamer he mm-hmm. was to be able to manifest to also those thoughts when he first. Well, it was just thought. that by him putting himself out there, he also gave other cartoonists the ability to mm-hmm. be able to dream and create as well, because it wasn't such a oh my god, they're cartoonists. Right, right. Yeah. No, because he he, yeah. he took his car, that's a whole other different level. Yeah, he really did. And then with his movies, and I'm going to miss his cameos so much. Yeah. I <laughs> loved his cameos and everything he did. Loved it. Well, the he great thing is about his cameos it. is that they were recorded, so it's not like you can't watch them ever again. So he, you right. know, there is a legacy that we we will not forget him. You know, and I think that's one of the great things of my legacy with me getting in film and doing things like that as well and having these interviews mm-hmm. is that this interview we're having tonight is my one of my legacies, is that it can be yeah. gone back in the future and be something that could educate and teach people in the future. And that's why I pick yeah. up every possible show I can to do this. <laughs> you know, I, I am tired. I've been doing one show after another stuff, um, but I do it because – I want to. I want to get that word out there, and I'm glad that we were able yes. to talk about the hidden aspect of paranormal. The hidden aspect is is that, yes, we are dealing with the spirit world, but that spirit world is affecting us. There's nothing to be afraid of until there is something right. to be afraid of. If you go investigate right. a home and you're not in the right mental or physical uh, abilities to do so, if you're intoxicated – or whatever, you are putting yourself at risk because these entities are trying. They want to mess with you if you're low vibration. So, you know, right. investigate exactly. in the light, and that's a good way to do it. You know, investigate respectfully. That's something people don't think mm-hmm. about. These spirits, they're just like you and I, and they grew up in different time periods. If you talk to great grandma and you didn't say please or thank you, 
before you asked her mm-hmm. to do something? You were oh, disrespecting yeah, you her. So, so oh, we have people who are investigating these old buildings, and they're not using please and thank you. I'm like, these spirits are already getting pissed off because you are not giving them the respect that they deserve. So you got okay. these paranormal investigators that are getting scratched and messed with with these locations, and they're doing, and that's happening because the spirits have been pissed off. Why don't you try to be respectful, and you're going to get a whole different side of these spirits, a really nice one, and they'll talk to you and they'll interact with you. So people ask me all the time, like I've been doing doing my investigations. Have I been scratched? No, I have not been scratched because I treat spirits with respect. You know, when I investigate, you know, with the public, I teach them to say please and thank you before their questionings and stuff. And, and thanking the spirits right. as they leave. And what happens is, is we have a – oh, my gosh, you guys are probably familiar with the SB7, the spirit box. We have had some amazing responses with the SB7. I remember one night really? – <laughs> oh, my God, SB7s are awesome. One night I got into character. I was like, I got a question for you. I'll bet you seen some pretty ankles back in the day. All right, I'm downtown Knoxville, which is a very old city. We have 20 people. Right, yeah participants around the spirit box and we hear uh-huh <laughs> we were rolling we were on the ground rolling now this is the same spirit that if you disrespected it you could get a negative you'd be you might be scared because understand that that spirit you have to just do it is i treat basically paranormal investigation almost very similar to how i would treat a cat all right if i'm going into a right. home and a person's got a cat First, I'm not going to try to get a response from that that cat. You know, some people want to get uh, a response, so they're going to piss it off. All right, and if you piss right. off a cat, it's it's going to hate you for life, and it's going to pull out its nails, it's going to hiss at you, and all this. But if you the same cat, if you understand the cats need time and they need to warm up to you, and you need to understand them a little bit, they'll come up to you and purr right. against you. But the thing is, is that cat has two completely separate personalities based on how you respond to it. These spirits have two completely different response, uh, responses to how you respond to them. So one of the things is, if you watch the ghost hunting shows and you never hear please and thank you, guess what? They're stupid. I apologize for anyone exactly. who's on a ghost hunting show and all this kind of stuff. You guys are investigating an old place and you're not even doing one of the most general parapsychology things is your understanding that you need to be respectful because of the times are different? I mean, my no, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Speaking my truth. <laughs> Very that is true. so true. That's why I'm so big also about bringing trigger objects that are applicable about the errors of the house and the real estate and all that because they've never seen cell phones in the early 1900s. No, no they haven't. And, and You know, none of those things. Literally, it's explaining it to them and getting them to understand there and, and find – finding out some common ground, right? literally, like when we were talking about um, the animals because of all the work that she did with animals. So it was a good topic and, and a good... Uh, and people laugh yeah. about my compass, but how far back do compasses go? They go back so far away, yes, they do. Back semen and everything else. Forever in a day. Yeah, before we get caught up in any more conversations, we've got about <laughs> nine minutes left of the show. I can't believe it's two hours. Oh, we're right by. Right by. Literally. I want you to let everybody know how to get a hold of you, um, yeah, websites, information, email, whatever it is that you'd like to share with the world. All right. Well, all right. Make sure everyone's got their, their pads and paper together or you have your browser you right in front of you and go ahead and. 
Make sure you have your browser open and open a different window for each one of these. One, if you're wanting to, to follow, find out more about my paranormal venture tours, make sure you go to www.hauntednoxville.net. And that site there, you actually can book your tickets. We are celebrating our eighth year in business, and we have a $10 off on all of our events. Uh, of course, it is going into winter, so if the weather is super, super cold, that means that we're probably not going to run the tour because we want to make sure the chill comes from the event and not from the outdoor weather. Um, on there, you'll see all kinds of different events. Yeah, you'll see different events on there, everything from our walking tours. That is our flagship. That's where we started from. And also special events, whether it's at the train station that we have, first ever investigation of the, of the nightmare on the tracks, and also a great fire investigation that we do. So both these locations have never been on TV, and you get to be the first to investigate that. So that's the paranormal side, and you get to work with me, the paranormal historian, on those events, not just a, a random tour guide. Now, if you're following my, my healing, make sure you check out my website, which is www.noxhealing, that's K-N-O-X, healing.com. And that site there, uh, you'll have ways to be able to reserve uh, um, you know, sessions with me. If, you wanna, if you're local, you can get some energy healing with me, all of this. And, of course, check out some mm-hmm. of my videos and make sure you follow us on our Facebook page as well. If you're interested in my violin stuff, my goodness, I got quite a legacy with my violin. I do teach violin here. <laughs> I teach here in Knoxville, Tennessee, if you do want to learn violin. <laughs> exactly. If you want to learn a little bit about contemporary violin playing, this is what I specialize in. You go to my, my website, which is www.fiddleteamusa.com, and there you can see some of my track records, some of my past, some of the areas and things I've done. I have been recognized with uh, uh, teaching kids how to perform. Go figure. I love working with students down in Florida for my violin school. Uh, went to Disney and performed two years straight at Disney and all this, and I taught cool. the kids how to actually do it themselves. This is middle middle school and early high school that were performing at Disney without any assistance. Pretty amazing. Um, And uh, and then, of course, me in general, make sure you visit my personal site, which is the letter J, adamsmith.net. This has all my calendars of different interviews. You can go listen to past radio shows and video shows and stuff that I've done in the past. That way you can kind of follow a little bit more what's going on and what's coming up in the future and all that. And uh, I definitely hope to to hear from all of you guys as well from those websites. They all have contact uh, to get a hold of me. And you also on the, all, all the other usual forms of social media as well, Instagram, yeah, Twitter. It's actually, I think it's right on his main. I've got all the pages open right now. We're sharing it yeah, all. See, if you're on his main page, literally if you want to follow him on any media, you have news, gallery, multimedia, and if you click on the social media, it actually brings you directly to the Facebook, the LinkedIn, the Twitter, yep. the YouTube, and the IMDb. Yep. So you'll be able to find them literally just by knowing that. But definitely, definitely get in touch with them. I mean, some absolutely amazing information. I just, I can't believe, literally five minutes left. How is that possible? How did this time just go by I, so I don't quickly. even know. Can we just time travel, Jay? <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not like surprised. Got a little time travel happening right now. That's what it feels like. So, to me. so, so the question, yeah, I, the yeah, question I have for the lady. I mean, I've got notes from your show here. <laughs> I'm taking notes <laughs> as you're talking. That's what I was doing. So, no, it, so it, the question I have to the lady: What's the longest you've talked? 
without you know went before you looked at your your watch i've had conversations with people who are into spiritual development and light and all this and i look at my watch and it's like six hours later i'm like oh my god get lost in it because this is the passion this is the passion i mean if you're into uh you know better living and uh new age and self-help and trying to understand truth in this world you know, if you're like mm-hmm. me, you'll get lost in it because this is what gets me going. This is this is you know I love working with the paranormal and I love the legacy I do there. But really, what it's all about for me is my legacy and the light. I mean, that's really the most important yep. thing is is, uh, is ascension yep. is really the paranormal life and and to help as many people as I can before I die. Yeah, and, and just the thirst of knowledge that you still have too of all the years you have been doing this, Jay, is is just it, that's so like precious to me to see because you're still passionate about it. Yeah, you're a very well-rounded yes. individual is the easiest way to put it. But I tell you, see, I, I like Sue, Sue's so looking at me with her mouth open. Listen, My she could have talked about paranormal for two hours. No, just I, like well, I really wanted to get into the see? healing aspects of it. I Which was that. epic. Yes, it really was. That but was see, he's one of us. He, he could probably talk about hey, paranormal. Guys, just don't forget. It's not over. It can't be over. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what? You can go to iHeartRadio, go right to ATU Network, mm-hmm. and you can download it and listen to it as many times as you want. You can also find us on uh, I, um, iTunes. iTunes, Google iTunes, Play. Google Play. All the, yeah, we're pretty much... We're all over the place. You can find us. Just look for ATU Network. We literally, literally. say we run amok. All you got to do is say, run amok, and I think our pictures come up. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to find. <laughs> or miss talk a lot. Yeah, there you go. It was such a pleasure having you on. We so enjoyed this. So we need a promise on air right now. You coming back, Jay? You got it. I'll come back. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Because we have just literally just touched the tip of the iceberg. I also shared your pages on the Awakening the Unknown Facebook page as mm-hmm. we were talking mm-hmm. uh, to let everybody know so this way they can have a direct link. So for those uh, that do follow us on, on Facebook, you can find the links right there on the main page. Mm-hmm. I already shared them out as, as we were having this conversation, and it really was a pleasure. Check, it was check such a pleasure. Out. You, you really have to. You really have to. Well, why don't we why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Yeah. Since this show was pretty much on mostly holistic stuff, why don't we go ahead and change it from the paranormal historian to what I'm known in the field for holistic healing is, is the angelic shaman. Why don't you go ahead and change the the title for this, and then next time I come in, we'll talk about paranormal stuff, and you can have the paranormal historian as the title for that. Ooh, that is such a good idea. I, I love that, that. angelic shaman. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because, I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg, honestly. Literally. Oh, uh, oh my we, God. Got, we got 90 seconds left. Don't forget Healing Sundays. You can find Marcy and I right here on Blog Talk from 1 to 3. And as always, we love you. Peace out, Peace people. Out, everybody. Thank you Peace so much. out. Thank you so much for being a guest, Jay. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Awakening the Unknown with Susan Swanbeck and Michelle Sullivan here on the ATU Network.
For more information on upcoming shows and appearances, be sure to follow us on Facebook and on the web at awakeningtheunknown.wixsite.com. Voiceover work done by Cody Ray Despian. Take 10 for Boston's 10. Take Phil and Shannon to go. Take live streaming breaking news. Take 10 and get your news local and live. Download the NBC10 Boston app today. Boston's 10. News to go. Hey guys, quick reminder, don't miss America's number one singing competition, The Voice. Or TV's number one drama, This Is Us. Or the one new show everyone is buzzing about. New Amsterdam. You can find them all tonight on NBC. How convenient is that? Take 10 for Boston's 10. Take Phil and Shannon to go. Take live streaming breaking news. Take 10 and get your news local and live. Download the NBC 10 Boston app today. Boston's 10. News to go. Hey guys, quick reminder, don't miss America's number one singing competition, The Voice. Or TV's number one drama, This Is Us. Or the one new show everyone is buzzing about. New Amsterdam. You can find them all tonight on NBC. How convenient is that?